people to stop chatting shit, i.e. you or you, and like, right, we need to move on. We've got like fucking 10 minutes left. Anyway, I'm doing that. So welcome, guys, to episode 26 of The Away End. Uh, we got a guest in this week. We've got the usuals, but Jimbo, give us a shout over, well, down in London, sorry. Yes, yes. How are we doing? All good, sir. All good. Uh, Baker, oh, fucking hell, mate. What are you, you drinking coffee, Jim? Fuck off. Yeah, I'm having a little midnight coffee, mate. Right. Baker, give us a shout in Didsbury. You're probably drinking water, aren't you? I am, I am, yes. Yeah. (laughs) Evening, sir, evening. And uh, Connor, I've just seen you've got a Frosters, mate. Connor, uh, over in... In fact, I don't even know where... Where about you live in Manchester? Salford. Oh, over in Salford. Give us a shout, mate. Southampton fan? Yeah, big Southampton fan here. Uh, thank you for having me on the podcast, by the way, chaps. You're welcome, mate. Oh, no, I think mate. you're the first great person honor. that's ever said thank you for coming <laughs> yeah. on. That's great. Oh, never mind. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't thank us too much, mate, because at some point there's going to be some digging on Southampton at some point. We're all can... the punches, man. I've been through a lot of tough times. <laughs> Nine. <Yeah>. Nine. <laughs> <laughs> well, Connor, <laughs> Connor's, Connor's pretty good on Instagram, if you, if you, if you follow him. The, the, what, the photo after you scored after United had scored nine of you with the can in your mouth did get it gave me a real real good giggle mate I must admit <laughs> yeah it was uh, down to my sorrows in some different way uh, um, no it's you know it's uh, part and parcel with being a Saints fan we don't believe in the number nine in the uh, whole city it's a bit of chaos but you know we make it work <laughs> well as we've just said Southampton fan so as we can tell Southern accent along with fucking Baker over there um Give us, you know, give us the origin story, as we like to call it. I don't know where to start, really. Um, probably, I've lived there all my life, up until 18 years old. So, I always supported Saints from day one, really, as far as I can remember. Um, my Was that like a, a dad thing, or uh, just yeah, friends? Well, or? I've got an older brother, who's nine years older, so he's obviously going to set a standard for me to sort of copy, you know, if you've got an older brother, he might understand, but... Yeah, he's always supported Saints, um, my dad, my uncle's a season ticket holder, you know, so it's going to be obviously a big part of my life. Even if I didn't like football, it's always going to be there. But luckily, I was quite a big fan of it. How many um, How many years older was your brother in number? In a number? Uh, <laughs> 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 oh. Oh, he's cutting oh, you deep. I told you, mate. They're gonna they're gonna go for you already. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> standard now. I like. <laughs> Um, but, um, yeah, that's pretty much it, mate. Yeah, yeah just running of, through the blood then, right? Pretty much, yeah. So um, yeah. <laughs> it's a big part of the city as well, you know, being um, uh, a maritime city, football's a big part of it as well. And I used to work for St. Mary's Stadium. That was my job before I moved up to uh, Manchester. As so like I, uh, as well? well as... I, I, I did a few bits, really. I used to work, I started off in hospitality with them. So I'd work for the concourse and then the, uh, you know, the, the special suites where they get all the members and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I used to run a couple bars up there. I did the player parties a couple of times and that. I met um, Ricky Lambert, Jay Rodriguez back in the day, which was quite a big deal for me. Yeah, and, definitely, uh, man. I used to work in the mega store as well, printing T-shirts and uh, printing That's the first sick. Dusan Tadic one. <laughs> oh, did you? No, yeah. mate. Dusan Tadic was, was big time when he when he signed for you guys, yeah. Yeah, I wasn't expecting it at the time, really, mate. You know, But he, it turns out he's been one of the uh, the highlights of the past decade, really, Dusan. So yeah, it was definitely, an honour. Yeah, definitely, man. 
Yeah. Shame you're not doing the player parties now. I'd love to see Ings on a tear up, mate. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, don't, I don't want to say, I don't want to ruin it for me. I don't want him to, it's like, don't want yeah. to meet your heroes almost. You know, it's, yeah, been, yeah. Uh, it's been my rock this past year. Although I, I, I heard him talk the other day for one of the first times. He's quite well spoken, actually. I thought he'd be a bit like, yeah, you white lads, yeah, score goals and that. <laughs> yeah, he's from, um, he's from Winchester, which is just yeah. the outskirts of uh, Southampton. It's quite yeah. a posh area. Oh, really? Boys. Yeah, it's. Uh, I don't want to say too much. You know what I mean. Well, yeah. we'll move. We'll move swiftly on then, sir. Um, Harson Hootle. And have I said that right, Baker? Have I said that right, Connor? Do, do, would yeah. You, yeah? Uh, Harson Hootle. I'm going to let you make your own mistakes now. Don't yeah. And um, <laughs> I would say, to be fair to him, he had a really good first season. But recently, the past what six to ten games, would you say? You've had a bit of a dip in form. Would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely, mate. I'd even say it stems further than six games, mate. It's um, ever since this season started, really, it's been a bit of a disappointing one comparing to what we were like um, last season after lockdown. You know, Project Restart. And yeah, Project Restart, then last ten, nine, ten games, yeah. Yeah, they were the highlight for me. I've not seen Saints play that well in my whole uh, Saints supporting life, really. So to come from that and then mm. to the start of the season was for us here is a bit of a major shock. Obviously, we started off losing to Spurs, Palace, and then started picking points up again after that. And then it's all come crumbling down in the passing <laughs> game. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm used to it. Again, I keep saying that, but, you know, I don't know what it is. That I don't know whether it's Ralph or I don't know whether it's the squad. And I'd love to discuss it with you boys if you want to, but... Yeah, well, that's what that was my next question. I, I've, I've put Mark Hughes, Pellegrino... Uh, Claude Puel, uh, Coman, and Poch. Mm. Like, out of they're all like, I would consider they're fairly decent managers, I would think, especially, especially, uh, Coman, Poch, and Pellegrino. Like, I mean, Alex, you're shaking your head about Pellegrino. Go on, Pellegrino was duff, wasn't he? Yeah, he was the the disrespect to Nigel Adkins, Dan. Come on. Yeah, you did. Okay, you. well, right. I only <laughs> went back the past three or four managers. I didn't go much further. I, my question is to, to before you all start digging me out, Connor, my question is, would you consider Harson Hootle one of your better, if not best, managers? Out of all of them, what, what would you, who would you consider the best or up there as the best? I'm, I'm, I'm angling at Ralph being up there, basically, mate, yeah. is what my question is leading. Short answer, lads, is Ralph Hasenhutl was the fan favourite for us entirely, you know, the past 20 years at least. Nigel Atkins is second up there, really. He was a diamond. He sorted us right out in the championship going up to the Premier League as well. It was a shame to see him go. I'd rather have stuck with him than going for a Pochettino, if I'm honest with you. But it turns out it paid off for the little time he did spend here. So, swings and roundabouts. (laughs) I think the the potch the potch era wasn't a bad thing, but I do think yeah, with that that was a dub, that was when you went up from League One, then the next season you went to the uh, to ch- uh, to Championship, then went to the Prem, right? In like two yeah. seasons, right? Succession. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, it's um, we, we've never won as many games before, you know. So when you're starting to pay attention to football around that time and uh, start going to the games, seeing the team win every week at home is <laughs> a bit of a shock to come to the Prem and uh, <laughs> get battered by City in the first game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's um, it, it's got to be Ralph Hasenhutl. He's just a, a diamond. Even though we've been spanked nine 0 twice, he's still the man for us. You know, I can't pick anyone else that would do a job. 
one of the things that I take away from Southampton as someone has only been into football for the last three or four years really is like the quality of the players that have come through the club mm. and have gone on to like you know bigger better things potentially um mm. the likes of Alderweireld, Mane, Van Dijk all these sort of um even going back point. to like Wolcott and and players like that as well who were coming it, through it, earlier than that right do you think it's a bit of a point of pride of the club it is and it's also a point of frustration you yeah. can't keep hold of our good players it's we, we miss them all dearly you build up a team that works and then they get ripped apart as soon as it starts performing well. So how do you build something that doesn't have its base? Mm. You constantly put that. It's like Jenga, isn't it? You won't pull the bottom ones out, otherwise it's all going to crumble, isn't it? So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just fought that on the spot. Nice. <laughs> well, South Coast Jenga, mate. Love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, moving on from onto another good player that all three of us have absolutely raved about on this podcast, uh, James Ward-Prowse. I mean... Ooh. I mean, on that level as well, One, two questions here. One, can you see him staying, considering like what you've just said? And honestly, when he has a free kick, do you honestly ever think he's not going to get it on target? Because <laughs> genuinely, every single free... And, and be honest, I'm only watching highlights nine times out of ten with Southampton ears. I hold my hands up. But it always seems like he's getting every single free kick from virtually anywhere on target, at least. <laughs> Thank you for noticing. Yeah, he's, um, I've, we've never had a player like him, really, have we? I don't think there's many players like him at all, apart from, well, who was it? David Beckham, he gets compared to a lot in the Prem. He was, what, 10, 15, 20 years ago? Yeah. So it's a yeah, long time for yeah. someone to try and match him, really, isn't it? Mm. Uh, in terms of him staying, I'm not even 100% sure. I'd love to say, yeah, but anything can happen. If we get relegated, he's good as gone. We finish in the bottom... Five, I think he's good as gone. He needs at least top 10 to be able to stay here. And that's just from a fan that's been watching him since his first game back in 2012 against Coventry, you know. <laughs> we could pay him any amount of money he wants, I reckon, and mm. he still would stay if we weren't achieving top 10. He just needs it now. He, he can't step backwards. He, he needs a team in the top 10 to give him that sort of playmaking sort of position and then to be able to score those free kicks is from confidence and you can only get that in a team that's got to finish top 10. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I think his, I think his, head is, head, his head will be kind of in the England setup as well at the moment. He'll be thinking yeah. about that quite a bit, I think. Mm. I'm telling you, we've got quite... You've got quite a secret weapon there because if you just if you just play, play Grealish and Ward Prowse, Grealish gets fouled, Ward Prowse sticks him in, easy. <laughs> yeah that easy mate against brazil and argentina that easy yeah. pal no bother right right just just Grealish, don't go out and do anything just draw the foul mate. <laughs> yeah. he, does it, he does it without even trying i think he must like yeah. i think Grealish just unlocks aggression in people like subconsciously yeah, i think his that's... i think his calves are so big they just get in the way I, they, are huge, <laughs> they are huge yeah yeah i've never noticed the two yeah. <laughs> um well yeah i mean our opinion on the pod. I mean, I'm speaking for all three of them, but James Ward-Prowse, fucking hell, man. Like, the, guy, the guy is just next level. And you're right, 100%. I think I could, unfortunately, if you didn't finish top 10 or something like that, even uh, abroad or another Premier League team, I could definitely see coming in, offering, you know, decent money. Yeah, who um, would have United, I reckon, mate. Yeah, but I mean, the only, the, I think the only saving grace in what uh, Ralston well is the mm. fact that he's given him the captaincy. He's made, you know, he's, he's sort of made him that player to to build around sort of thing, which makes it obviously you feel special, doesn't it? As like a young player. Because what is he? He's about 23, 
26. He's 26, yeah. I was just going to say, maybe maybe he'll think about sticking around because it's not as if, I mean, Connie, you'll be able to tell me better, but I mean, hmm. I've always, you've always been aware of him because obviously he came, he played for England under 21s quite a lot, but yeah, I don't think he really exploded in his early 20s as much as you thought he probably would. It's only the last <laughs> couple of seasons where he sort of picked it up. Well, that's that's the reason why he's still here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. You've, you've, I think I agree with you, man. Because I, I remember a couple of seasons ago, they were talking about playing him on the right and then in the centre, and it's sort of it, he didn't really have a set position either, did he, for a while? No, no, it's very unsettling, especially. Yeah. I think uh, Mark Hughes is the worst for it, just chucking him anywhere. That's where he got his sort of right back tendencies, I think. But hasn't Hoople plays him in right back just as backup at the moment? So he must be up for it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. It's true. He doesn't seem like the type to complain. I think he's, he seems like a good sort of solid team player, doesn't he? Yeah, I'm definitely uh, really grateful to have him on the squad. Despite his free kicks, I'd have him anyway, but they're just a positive bonus, really. Yeah, and I mean, not even free kicks, corners and shit like that, man. Honestly, the guy. The guy has just got a whip it on it, on a whip it, a whip on his right foot, hasn't he? Like he does, he's just mate. unreal. Can I shout out another Saints player? I think's done really well this year, but kind of under the radar. Of course, yeah. yeah. I, I really like Stuart Armstrong. Yes. <laughs> I, really I was like going to talk about him today because his little run to set up uh, Ings goal against Wolves, yeah. I think it was, was fucking tasty. Mate. Oh god, he reminds, he reminds me of like I remember when Saints had like Stephen Davis. He's not like flashy, mm. but he always gives you six plus out of ten every game. Oh, mate, workaholic. You, yeah. Fans love to see it, mate. You you, you want to support a, t- a player like him. You know, he, he's got no affiliation with the club. He's a Scottish lad. He's nothing to do with Southampton. But he doesn't care. He's given it what every Saints player should be given it, really. You know, 110%, 90 minutes, in the middle, carry on running, pressing. Result goes against you. Doesn't matter. Keep your head up. Keep on playing. And he's just the epitome of that. So, yeah, thanks for that. I'd <laughs> <laughs> really like him. Yeah, I got a quick question before we move on. Mm. Uh, do you think the Carl Walker Peters Hoybier swap was a good deal? Yeah, 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 robbery, mate. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> um, I hate Hoybier. shit. Most Saints fans will agree with me as well. Yeah, this is what I heard when we got him. Or you mm. lot were like, "Oh, he's he's wank." Mm. Yeah. <laughs> um, obviously, he's, he's played amazingly for you boys, though. But I wouldn't swap back. <laughs> no, no, it's just because um, it's the way Mourinho is playing him. I mean. Those are journalists have written about it. He's in a better system at Spurs, and yeah, yeah, he's a Mourinho player as well, isn't he? Yeah, yeah full and through. You know, I mean, I didn't really know what that meant until I watched Hoybier perform well for you, and I kind of get it now. He's just the centre's built around him, and he's allowed to do what he was at Bayern doing all those years ago, and suddenly he just looks like that world class player that Pep saw <laughs> ten years yeah, ago. Yeah, so it's all that. It's all that like boring. Dirty engine room stuff. Just yeah, cleaning. fucking Matic, the Manu Matic, another player exactly the same. He follows Mourinho around. Like, yeah. just <laughs> I'm surprised you haven't put a bid in for him yet. <laughs> but likewise, I, I actually really enjoy watching Carl Walker Peters now because I always kind of mm. rated him. But he got so few minutes under Pochettino and, and, yeah. and Mourinho eventually that it's just good to see him flourishing. Yeah, who was right back at Spurs then? Who was his competition? So he had Aurier and Trippier, right. and then obviously Trippier went, and then we had Aurier on his own. Yeah, and, and he we still like, wasn't getting in ahead of Carl. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, we were like, why are we? What? Yeah, Jeff at Tanganga. We were like, why we've why have we sold Carl Walker Peters when we've only got Aurier basically? Right. Yeah. yeah. No, it's um, <laughs> he, he completely changes our side. Walker Peters. He's yeah. he's that talisman for us in defence. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Apparently, he doesn't masturbate. 
What? <laughs> he's uh, <laughs> probably should have uh, preluded that with this statement. <laughs> Apparently, he's a uh, he's a Jehovah's or something like that, and he wow. used to he used to preach quite a bit in the old dressing room apparently that was the rumor and i don't know peter is yeah apparently and and something around that they don't masturbate maybe i don't know god two worst things you can't wank and you play for saints (laughs) (laughs) anyway Anyway, let's get into a game or two before i keep talking about wanking we've got a couple I've, i've i've put two or three minutes of the fa cup and uh walls versus southampton southampton two nil to your yeah. boys yeah and, great result i mean who doesn't love a cup run right like you, <sighs> it brings a little bit of like mentality to, uh you know to the to the club to the to the get to the club and stuff so you know like yeah you're, you're singing it like you're singing it right bad mate but don't get my hopes up you know it's, <laughs> it's not the season for it after the way it's been the past couple of weeks i'd love to win the fa cup anyone would really i think oh. it it might be wrong saying a team that's not in the top six might appreciate it more than the team in the top six would. I yeah. fully agree. I do agree. I think I love the FA Cup and Baker said the same and I'm sure Jimbo does, but I think a lot of the top eight, if that's fair to say, top 10, mm-hmm. I'd say top eight probably see it as like a secondary competition to the Premier League and, and anything else that they can get really, don't they? Or positioning in the Premier League sort of. Yeah. Yeah, it's extra games for them that they could do without, you know, they can't help but be good and beat these teams. They just end up in the final. Like <laughs> Arsenal do. But um, like I said, though, I'd love to be it. love to be in the final, but we've got to beat Bournemouth. And funny enough, you know, they are local rivals. They like to say they're rivals. We're rivals of Portsmouth, that's it. So we'll see how uh, they like that. But, but we've still got to beat in the championship. And a lot of championship teams do have a really good run in the cup. So... It's not going to be as easy as we think. Now, I th- mate, I think that could be tasty. So, like, like I said in the notes, South Coast Derby, isn't it? Like, it's always, mm. like, if, even if you don't class them as your rival, like, you know, yeah. it's it's always going to be tasty, isn't it? Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, yeah. Are they the like salt, the salt Derby, mate. <laughs> the sea salt derby, oh, yeah. sea salt derby, sorry, I see what you mean, yeah. Are they, are they like the sort of South Coast third wheel, like Middlesbrough are? <laughs> that's a pretty good analogy actually Baker. No, like, I like that it's just, like Borough, Borough I, I knew I was really good friends with a uh, guy who supported Borough mm. when I used to work in London and he'd always talk about games and I'd like I wouldn't even really think about it that much <laughs> it's, but like Sunderland games would send me over the fucking edge but, <laughs> yeah but I know Borough, exactly what you mean yeah, I think uh, Br- Brighton are that team for us a little bit. I was just, I oh, thought yeah, you Brighton. were going to say Brighton, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, they're off being rivals with Crystal Palace, who are like fucking 50, 60 miles away. I know, yeah, they're like basically... Really, is that, yeah, is that genuinely... Like South, South London, practically. They hate yeah. each other. Brighton and Palace, uh, yeah, Brighton and Palace hate each other. Hmm. And I did they're, not they're, know they're, that. If you, if you look into the reasoning, it's super long-winded, but, they all, but there's like a really strong hatred there. Well odd. They're miles away, though, right? Like yeah. South London Crystal Palace and Brighton's right Croydon, on the coast. Fucking Croydon in there. <laughs> it's definitely there, though. It's definitely there. Fucking hell. Fair enough. Anyway, we'll move on. We only wanted to touch on that. James doesn't want to touch on the 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 uh, <laughs> the other game. Uh, I don't the, want to the... talk about any Spurs games ever again. <laughs> <laughs> Just just to anyone who's listening who hasn't seen it, it's uh, Man United in the quarterfinals, Man United, Leicester, Southampton, Bournemouth, Everton versus Manchester City and Chelsea versus Sheffield United. Um, on to Saturday's games. 
there was a small upset on the cards, wasn't there, boys? I'll Baker, you've got a wry smile on your face, so I'll I'll throw to you. Uh, Liverpool, uh, Leicester versus Liverpool, three one to to Leicester. I, I don't. I, I was about to say I don't take pleasure in people failing. That's such a lie. <laughs> um, but like Kabak, I watched quite a lot of. Um, I say quite a lot. They're always on. But Schalke last season and this season are an absolute fucking bin fire of a club. And bottom of the league, aren't they? Yeah, bottom of the league. They, right. they, they, they won their first game like in January of the season. They are absolutely awful and they conceded something like 60 goals. And he was starting for them. I remember thinking, because it's almost like because he's young, oh, he's got potential and people just talk him up. But I remember thinking, I watched him thinking, you are dog shit. Why are you being bought by Liverpool? It doesn't make any sense. First game, he does that. Like we, we, me and James have a WhatsApp with Baker, and this, this was the explosion after that first goal. If anyone hasn't seen it, it was a, a mistake between Allison and and Kabak, and it resulted in the, the Jamie Vardy tapping. But uh, Baker was not happy with Kabak, were you, mate? It's just, I mean, Allison has done him no favors. Don't get me wrong, but come on, man, like. Well, I, did anyone else think that Vardy was going to do? Was Vardy going to like kneel down and head it in or something? So oh. I was expecting some shit houseery. Yeah. yeah, I was expecting oh, to back heel or something. We kind of got we kind of got the shit houseery in the in the uh, corner flag celebration. I don't oh, know that was, yeah, that. that's true. That was amazing. To be fair, we're playing the guitar. Yeah, <laughs> um, man, just, he just loves corner flags. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, the, with the one, yeah, the one he took out, wasn't it? Was that last season or the season before? I think it was this season, wasn't it? it was, was it this, this season? season? Yeah. yeah, it was the, it was the, the it was the pride yeah, right. uh, corner flag, wasn't it? And he oh, kicked it over, and everyone yeah. was like, "He's a yeah. homer." Yeah. He's had to apologise. I mean, oh my god. Be- on, a more, on a more serious note, um, Liverpool just look so mentally fragile at the minute. I can't, and, and it's difficult to sort of put a finger on why. Although I have to say, an, an aspect of it that hasn't really been played out that much, especially this last week, is that Klopp's mum died mm. last week. Yeah, no, that is true. To be fair, and he yeah. wasn't able to go to Germany to the funeral. Oh, so I thought it was savage that I watched an interview with him a couple of days ago, and obviously he's in a bad place at the moment with everything that's going on. And the interviewer was just like, "Do you concede the title, Jurgen?" <laughs> yeah. And he was like crying, and he was like, "Yeah." So, I mean, it like, was you, a bit you, harsh, wasn't it? Yeah. You can't tell how much these things affect someone because he only because you, you you only get what he puts to the public. So behind the scenes, you like how much his heart has been in it this last week, especially. He's, he's come out today and said he doesn't need a break. Yeah, but, I, never I mean, saw that. Liverpool have had they've they've had shit luck with injuries, but I just think it just seems like the their their sort of relentlessness is just completely gone. Yeah, and it's like, like you're not see, allowed like, to be human. One setback just deflates them yeah. Uh, yeah I mean we've covered we've covered most of that I put you know it's a title over we, we've said that the past couple of weeks on this show I think that I think it's Man City's to lose now isn't it but one positive if we want to put a little spin on it I never normally do this but one little positive for Liverpool what an assist and goal from Firmino and Salah right that that was filthy that was just I, I, all you boys are shaking your head, so I'm, I'm glad that we're all approving of it. Like, it was just what I mean, Baker, Jim, someone just give me a little description of that. It was fucking FIFA lovely. street stuff, wasn't it? It, was it, was, it really yeah. was, yeah. Zippy tappy, everything, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah oh, it was wow. so nice. It was just like a goal that Salah scored against Newcastle a couple of years ago. Do you remember what? Do you remember? Same sort of combination. 
where Firmino sort of lays it off, back heel lays it off. Yes, I do remember him, yeah, just with the little back heel, yeah, yeah. But like, I, I, mean, watched the, I watched the game and that was the sort of, they weren't like, they weren't really knocking the, like banging the door down. No. So, yeah. I've got, got a little stat. After the, uh, after the Everton, uh, Spurs-Everton game obviously took place in, in the city of Liverpool, uh, <laughs> Davinson Sanchez has now scored more goals in the city of Liverpool than Liverpool, the football team. <laughs> oh, wow. Since the start of the year. <laughs> what? Surely not. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's still true. Unfortunately, it's still true. Too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but, I think right. we definitely need to talk about, oh, Harvey Barnes. Yeah. Oh, well, no, to be honest, I just think this will get lost in the media hype that Liverpool were playing awful. And we've just said that. We've just done all of, yeah, they weren't great. But let's be honest, Leicester are on a fucking tear up, boys. And like you said, Harvey Barnes, eight goals, three assists in the Prem this season. Like, like... I I think the team altogether are just they're just clicking, aren't they? And it's they look they look really good. And I know maybe three, four, five weeks ago we said, nah, they can't win the title. I still don't think they can win the title, but top four is a hundred percent within their grasp now, surely. Without a doubt, I reckon. It's they've mm. been that team for the past, let's say, three or four months for me. That James Madison is top four quality player anyway let alone the rest of their squad. Yeah, yeah. definitely. You know, He's growing on me. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I thought his, uh, after his post-match interview, he almost sounded more like a manager than a player, the way he was talking <laughs> and like the kind of... I saw that, yeah. Yeah, do you, I, don't, I couldn't put my finger on what it was, but it was very... I don't want to play up to this whole thing because the media's got this thing about, oh, he's so relaxed and he's so like, you know. But he did seem almost like he had like an elevated view on it all. He sort of, to me, it just like that's a pretty good analogy. Yeah, I think I think he just sort of um, he said he said very little, but actually said quite a lot with what he was actually saying. Like he he just keeps the opposite saying, of you, Daniel. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. He just, no, he just kept saying, you know, we need to carry on. We need to my favorite word, crack on, keep on going, and just you know keep the wins coming one game at a time, sort of thing. And like you said, that's yeah, it is a pretty manager sort of. Uh, sort of mindset isn't it that that's what you get from most managers they, but they absolutely love him the media absolutely mm. love him because he can turn he turns in a better quote than like 90 percent of footballers yeah. so like they're always talking about how well he speaks it's a bit of a circle joke yeah <laughs> um well, i mean there's been plenty now. of circle jokes <laughs> on this fucking yeah. podcast you're in, the right, mate, you're, in the right, so. you're in the right place for one yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, to be fair i mean i'm gonna stick my neck out and say i don't think they'll stick it out in the top four really i mean the reason the reason my, my reasoning is is that they haven't had the Europa League until this week. I was just going to say yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. Europe into, coming back. Then you go into Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, Sunday, yeah. and that might fuck them. Yeah. I, think it, I think it all depends on how far they get in that. If they got knocked out in this round or something like that, like, you know, yeah, it's, they'll, be all right, I think. they'll be all right. And also, I think the, the, the fact that they dropped out to fifth, didn't they, on the last day of last season during Project Restart, I think that... I don't know. I don't know if they have improved mentally from that, but that was a big drop off from Rogers when they were third when they started in Project Restart to drop to, to fifth, right? Mm. Um, very, very quickly, a little factoid for you. Liverpool over the last ten games are actually sixth bottom at the moment. Fourteenth to the layman. Fourteenth, yeah. So <laughs> I mean, that just shows the last ten games have not been good for them, have they? Nope. Do we, do we know who the other five are? 
Newcastle. Uh, I'd hedge a bet that Newcastle's on. <laughs> I've seen that someone's highlighted the link, so I'm assuming someone's on Instagram checking them facts. Go on, Baker. Uh, the teams below Liverpool are Wolves, Fulham, Newcastle, Southampton, and West Brom. Jesus. Oh, wow. That's not a good. That's not a good club to be involved in, is it? At the moment. Quick, move on, move on. The pessimism. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll move on. on. We'll move on. A short one. Even though we would like it to be more in depth, and we will have it more in depth once Mystic Joey is back. Uh, but Southampton, uh, not Southampton, Crystal Palace versus Burnley, three 0 Burnley. And I mean, since Joey's been on this podcast, I've looked at the results, and they had a couple of losses to. Uh, City, Chelsea, and someone else. But the other games, they've picked up points. They're, they're you know, Joey, if you're listening, mate, you have some kind of magic going on, mate. You need to just keep <laughs> talking out about it, yeah? Baker, I've, I've, I've assigned this game to you, mate. You can take the lead on this. I'm assuming you watch this shithousery game, yeah? The shithousery game. <laughs> uh, I mean, if... if- if Joey comes on a couple of more times, they're going to win the fucking Champions League, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> Connor, for anyone who doesn't know, we had a Burnley fan on about four weeks ago. And after that, they've, they've seemed to start picking up. He was very downbeat. Oh, he's quite yeah. downbeat. And they seem to have really kicked on. <laughs> wow. he, he, was on the, he was on the show, but he was... It was more about how like the predicament they're in is our yeah. money. We, we, we were in debt, and then like ten weeks later, they just fucking zoomed up. <laughs> Sean Dyche must listen, lads. That's all. I he do. does. <laughs> That's what it is, mate. He's a secret listener. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was Crystal Palace were weirdly flat, but I mean, Burnley blew them yeah. away first ten minutes, didn't they? And um, I mean, Matt Lowton just seems to occasionally score absolute bangers. Yeah. Very occasionally. I mean, I was just going to say that. He hasn't scored in a very long time. But... His goal for Villa against Stoke years ago, he, did, he, did, he had a 30-yard volley. It was, it was quality. And Connor, this is why we got Baker on the podcast, because we call him Big Brain Baker, because he can just remember random fucking goals from like <laughs> 17 years ago. He's like, oh, yeah, you remember that one? I'm like... Mate, I don't remember past like two months ago, so no. But facts uh, <laughs> again. Yeah, yeah, resonate, yeah. resonate with you, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, right. Well, Manchester City versus Tottenham. Three uh, 0 to Manchester City and a Gundogan brace. Um, yeah, it wasn't good. Wasn't good times for you, Jimbo, was it, mate? No, I'm afraid to say to the listeners, it's bad news once again. <laughs> the, Dower James <laughs> again. Yeah. Uh, fuck, where do you start, lads? Honestly, like, I, there's not a whole lot to say about the game. It's completely and utterly what I expected. Anything under five nil, I've been pretty happy with. Um, <laughs> wow. Yeah. I watched, no, I watched and it, the it game. It could have easily have been that. I, well, I was just going to say that I watched the game and it could have been five or six quite easily. Like, Man, and I mean, absolute, just like shambles at the back, Hugo making mistakes, no attack. The, the, the player from Tottenham who had the most shots on goal was Gareth Bale and he came on in the 73rd minute. Jesus. And he only had two shots. So <laughs> take from that what you will. But I, I mean, Fucking I don't really want to talk about the game. It is what it is. Yeah, Gundogan deserves a shout. And... Sorry, mate, we're going to have to dig on you a little bit more. <laughs> I think this just epitomises Yose. No touches in the city box for Harry Kane and one touch for Son in the entire game. Can can you win games with your striker having no touches in the opponent's box? I don't know. I, I don't know. Ask Baker. 
<laughs> I mean, no, I come I mean, to save him. To be honest, you're not you're not you don't play City every week, so I think at, yeah. at the minute the sort of form City are in, you kind of take them apart from everything else. Yeah. Um, I mean, to be fair, Jim, I have to ask you: Would you have been more annoyed if Pep had actually let Edison take that penalty? <laughs> no, because then at least the game would have been worth talking about a bit. Because <laughs> <laughs> he ran, he ran out, didn't he? He, he fancied did, it. He, he fancied it. Yeah. He did fancy it. I mean, no, I also, also, fuck it. I know um, Gundogan's finish for the second goal was good, but wait, are we saying Gundogan now? I thought we said Gundogan last week. Gundogan, okay, catching, catching. Um, <laughs> it was just like it was what one pun down the middle, like, and also San- Sanchez not doing the best. The guy literally fell on his face, mate. He literally fell on his face. Right, and I don't want to continually dig out Southampton, James. Uh, Spurs, James. But, I mean, what the fuck? Lloris should have got that penalty. Like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Penalties are penalties, isn't it? Like, it's, it's really lucky. Nah, mate, like, mate, second... don't give me that. Like, that was, that was not even in the corner. He's got a hand on it, like... Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I know it's a penalty, but Jesus, man, you got to save. Like, when you get such a strong hand on it and then it still ends up in the goal. Oh. I think the second second City goal was worse. Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. Definitely should have had that. Like, should have got that, yeah. I know you mentioned it already, but um, Gareth Bale did the best thing he's done in the Spurs shirt. So yeah. yeah. Back with that. I mean, that, that was the best bit of the game for us. Yeah. That, that four-second dribble. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that wasn't the only positive. Harry Kane hit the bar from a free kick, didn't he? Oh, that was that's true, actually. True. That was that was before yeah. the collapse actually started, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah you know, you, yeah, I mean, if definitely... that went in, different game, surely. Yeah. No. Argue, but... No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Nobody would have been because Yosei actually has something to grasp onto, you know what I mean? Like, whereas... As soon as you lose that first goal, it's it's all downhill against City. Like they just put the pressure on you. Yeah, I mean we would have won if, if points were awarded for hit hit hit. Down the park. Um, I mean, to, not to go on too much, but to give you where I'm at right now, the fan base is so so divided. Okay. And it's not so much Jose in, Jose out. It's everyone seems to agree that we're shit at the moment. It's more Jose out or player mistakes and I'm very much in the middle of that being like well obviously Jose's made some mistakes and it's not great football but is it not the manager's job to kind of coach individual errors and mistakes out of players is it not the manager's job to put instigate a system that you know tries to prevent those sort of mistakes so I just don't know man I don't I said this last week I said I don't know last week about 40 times but I just don't know what's going on I mean, to, at the end of the day, for better or worse, the buck will always stop with the manager. Yeah. For better or worse. And it could, and he, it could be that he's, he can give them all the talking up they want. And if they don't, if they don't perform, he can't make them play better. No. Physically, he physically can't make them play better. Yeah. It's like a weird element of the, the fan base that seems to be feeling quite sorry for him at the moment. Do you know what? I, could, <clears throat> I can kind of see why, because you kind of seen, do you seen Jose sort of devolve in real time? Because I, I still remember the Chelsea, the original Chelsea Jose, and he was such a, like a breath of fresh air. I mean, he was a massive arsehole, but he was a fun, massive arsehole. You know what I mean? I Mate, I've, I've always said this. When Jose is at your team, he is the man. There is no guy better like you fucking love him for being an arsehole. But then as soon as he's at the opposition team, you're like, oh yeah, he's a twat. He's not the special one. He's a twat. That's what he is. And, and that's, I, I think 
in the good times, that's how you feel. But in the bad times, I think you feel how James feels right now that I hate to say it. And I hate to say, I told you so. I, I did say this two or three months ago when, yeah, yeah, when it looks, yeah. you know, when he was rolling down that hill. Look, mate, league's gone now. Decline, yeah. Yeah. League, <laughs> league's gone now. We need the Emmerdale Cup or we need the Papa John's, mate. Uh, what yeah. <laughs> Right, last, last question on this, unless, Connie, you want to have any any remarks, mate. If you won the League Cup or you won Europa League, would you be happy? Even if you finished seventh or eighth? I'd be happy, but I don't yeah. think players in the team would be. I think players like Harry Kane and Son and to a degree and Dembele and maybe Regulon, like they want to play in Europe. They want to play Champions League and maybe even Europa. Like... You can only pacify those sort of talents for so long by being like, look, we won the fucking Carabao. John's Cup. (laughs) Wicked. You know? Anyway, let's move on before I fucking jump out the window. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll I'll warn you, Connor, it's going to be a a downbeat one on uh, on that game. (laughs) Um, And now um, we don't normally skip over Brighton games that, that generally, but... We have been absolutely on a wank fest about Graham Potter and Villa and Jack Grealish being unbelievable. And, oh, God, they're going to be amazing. They say, oh, Brighton are amazing. They've just been unlucky with some results. Two teams which have been absolutely hyping. They play each other and it's a nil-nil. It's, it's, it's a Martinez goalkeeping expose. So... um <laughs> I mean, I haven't really got much more to say in it. Uh, you, you want to make any comments, Shimba? No. No? Nope. <laughs> Baker, anything from you, sir? No, Did I you... mean, the only, the only thing to point out is how on earth it seems that every club has been sleeping on Martinez for about 10 years. Yeah. But apart... Connor, Connor agrees, yeah. I mean, how many points has he saved them, really, in mm. the past season? It's just ridiculous. Right, I've, I've got a bad memory. Baker, how much did Villa pay for for him? Oh, not enough. <laughs> I think it was like thirteen million or something like something stupid. Like it was not a lot. It was very very little. And like you said, Connor, that I mean, the amount of games that that they have that he saved for them, fucking hell, man. Um, are we seeing? Are we seeing the beginning of a Brighton redemption arc a little bit? What makes you say that? Yeah. Oh, here we go, here we go, (laughs) Southampton's in the room, Southampton's in the room. (laughs) Oh, man, put me on the spot now. I was under the impression that they were, you know, coming out with some slightly better results. They are. Not getting spanked quite so much, yeah. Well, not really, actually. Won against Liverpool, drew against Burnley, lost to Leicester, drew against Villa. They've had this kind of season, they just, they play, every game they play well, but it just, they're they're never consistent with putting teams away. No, and I think they've made statements with the players that they signed in January and then um, uh, before Project Restart. No, when was it? When did they sign um, Welbeck? Welbeck, yeah. That was in the summer, I think. Yeah, that was in the summer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, players like Danny Welbeck and Adam Milano, they're not playing for these big clubs anymore. They're not in the first team, are they? They used to be good, but they're not anymore. (laughs) So what does that say about Brighton? You know, do do, do we try and gamble again on these... uh, Proven players that are not so good anymore and put all of our money in their wages or should we do something a little bit different? And they've just gone straight down that route. And I kind of think it's bitten them in the arse a little bit because, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't pay attention to Brighton a lot and it's a definite sweeping statement, but I don't think Welbeck and Lalana have been 
any good for them so far. What do you reckon? Hang on, Brim. You were calling him King King Welbeck at the start of the season. I mean, I was calling him King Welbeck at the start of the season because he's ex-United and he scored a late, a last-minute goal against Liverpool. Yeah. Uh, So, so I was, I was very happy at that point. But in terms of Lalana and Welbeck, if you think about it. It's big cheddar they're going to be paying on them contracts for mm. uh, as as a club of no offense to a Brighton stature, no. and 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 they, and let's be honest, like they haven't they haven't been banging goals in and they haven't been no. you know getting assists or anything. So I think you could be onto something there, man. We haven't looked deeply into it enough, and that's going to be my research this week coming up, mate. I'm going to see what 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 them what no 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 I'm going to see what them kind of players what their wages are and you know their return and we'll we'll maybe have a little bit of a. I look into it, but I mean, on to Sunday. Oh, go on, go on, Baker, go on. Sorry, Dan. I think, yeah, in the case of Adam Lallana, it's just he can't play two games in a row without breaking down. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, you're hunting, mate. You're 100%. The, the, talent, the talent might still be there, but you just don't get enough chance to show it because your body just rejects it every time. Yeah. But it's, which is a shame because I, I like I like Lallana as a player. Mm, I used yeah. to as well. <laughs> but, actually, you know what, you know what? Just, this is massively off topic but like that that Southampton team of Schneiderlin Lalana, mm, yeah Ricky Lambert the ones that one that came up that was a decent team Stephen hey. Davis yeah I, oh. I like that <laughs> yeah I dream about them every night I miss them <laughs> <laughs> just want them back <laughs> yeah it's, oh, it's funny really if you look at players like what is it Luke Shaw was in that squad uh, Lalana, yeah. uh, Schneiderlin as you said all was Alderweireld in that squad as well? At, at, it was the or, year after. Oh, was it the year after that? Yeah, yeah just the year after. I mean, I'm a sim lots as well, but I'm glad he's smashing it at the Spurs. I quite like Spurs, so you know, it's, if you could go anywhere, I'm glad it's Spurs. <laughs> oh, don't be, don't be. That's making James no, smile. I we need a bit of that. I need. Yeah, a we bit don't of want. That. No, we want him to be fully negative. We want him fully negative for the next couple of weeks on the Yose out train soon. <laughs> don't think there's any danger of that not happening, mate. <laughs> um, right on to Sunday's game, and as you just take a little sip of your beer, Connor, this is your time to shine, brother. Um, okay. And this was. Uh, I think it was good timing that we got you on for this game because there's a, quite a few talking points. Um, Southampton versus Wolves, obviously the replay from on Thursday, but at Southampton this time. And uh, 2-1 to Wolves, but some very, very controversial VAR decisions. And um, I mean, yeah, let's get your opinion. I mean, the, the handball on Bertrand, what do you think, mate? Right, are we isolating the incident or is it in retrospect of the game? Because I've got two opinions that are very important based on... Go on, go on. Give, give us both. From, from, do you think it was a penalty? No. <laughs> yes, absolute bollocks. It was not yeah. a penalty, was it? Right, good shout. But I also think... Well, and actually, no, carry on. You, you carry on. No, no, no. Go on, mate. Go on. Let well, us know. Right, so that's clearly not a penalty. Bertrand's moved out of the way of the ball coming towards him, OK? He's not facing the ball when it's been kicked. He's jumped out of the way. I get it, his arm's in an unnatural position, but also what is a natural position in that? Dude, I, I don't even think he, it was an unnatural position. As far as I was concerned, it was it, virtually as close as you could get to your body as possible, I thought. Yeah, I mean, if it was an actually good cross, it wouldn't have gone where his arm is. So <laughs> true, it's true. It's accident, I guess. But look, it, it happened. He was frustrated. He was muttering the whole game afterwards, wasn't he? Saying awful profanities about the ref and whatever. Um, but then you look at the other side of the, uh, the game and the other side of the pitch when 
what was it, Den Donker? Den Donker, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, that penalty shout there. It's it's not a penalty if the Bertrand incident isn't a penalty, but if the Bertrand incident is a penalty, then it clearly is a penalty. No, dude, I'd, I'd actually disagree. I'd okay. say I'd say Bertrand is not a penalty, and for me, when that ball's coming in, Baker's shaking his head. I personally think Dendonka, that's a handball for me oh, I, personally. I, I really I, his, his arm is not in a natural position when it's like this. I know he's going to head the ball, mm-hmm. but his arm's out, but not by his side by any stretch. And that's what the letter of the law is now that you have to run with your hands behind your back. Basically, I thought. Even if that wasn't given against Bertrand, the Dendonka one for me was a penalty, 100%. Baker? No, I agree. I agree. I agree. Oh, I bloody hell. You agree with me? <laughs> Fucking hell, lad. I think <laughs> it was. Um, that decision, the more, the more we even talk about it, that decision just makes me so angry. But the, get, the, penalty, pr- the, the, one, the one that was given, because it's just so stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just remind me, what did... Um, I can't remember who the ref was. Did the ref go to the monitor for the Dendonka one? I think he did, didn't he? Um, no, they checked it. Or did, did they just check it with VAR? Ca- carried on playing whilst they were checking Right, okay, fair Which enough. Was, I mean, how, how long does a game have to go on for before they're not allowed to go back and give a penalty? Um, I think it's when, right. when think like, it. the play breaks. after If you restart the play, isn't it? Like, after... Say, for example, if it's a throw-in, then you say, hold on, we're checking VAR, and then, yeah. and if it restarts, that, go on, Baker. I think we, we had, there was an occasion last year where, because that's really stupid, because at some point there's going to be a situation where someone will get taken, taken out of the penalty area and you'll think, oh, shit. The referee will think, oh, it's all right, I've got time. The other team will go out the other end, <laughs> score, and yeah. then you're like, oh, shit, actually, no, that doesn't count. This is a penalty now. And you think, yeah. I think, I think it happened to Burnley last year, actually. But, I don't know why they can't just do it straight away. Do you know what I mean? Just, just start no, do a drop ball. We all love drop balls. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just, hold just hacking mate. people's shins. <laughs> right, mate, yeah. Just reminds you of your childhood, doesn't yeah. it? <laughs> yeah. Fellow man of culture. <laughs> if a player's injured, that's what happens, isn't it? Yeah, exactly, yeah. man. So I don't know. Um, less on the game, but that is like six losses in a row now for Southampton. Yeah. Scary. Yeah, it's. I mean, I checked before. I think you're fourteenth now. Like, it's not. It's not. Hey, great, hey, is it? Hey, hey, it's easy to look at negatives. Like that. You've got to look at a bigger, bigger picture here, mate. We didn't lose nine 0 for one. That's a great. <laughs> <laughs> Number two is uh, we're closer to the top four point wise than we are to the bottom three. Correct me if I'm wrong. Oh but- really? Yeah. Yeah, that just goes to show how uh, <laughs> mad the season is. Fucking hell, that is a mad season, yeah. <laughs> if you said that to me last season, season before, any other season, I'd be happy with that. So yeah. <laughs> it's, it's about your perspective, really. But I do get it, you know, BBC, Sky Sports, all these media platforms love pumping stats at you. Oh, this is the sixth one on the trot, they don't want to lose this one. Of course you don't, they don't lose any fucking games, do you? <laughs> <laughs> just let us play on because we're really not stable. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's another, so true. another little one uh, two absolute beautiful goals in this game I mean James you want to you talk about the Southampton one you were uh, well, yeah just a little run from Armstrong up the right hand side was it I think uh, was I it left, left I think yeah, left yeah, hand left. Side. Uh, whipping the ball in for the Ings volley was it was beautiful wasn't it 
that that Ings strike that was naughty. That was one. There you go. Favorite volley of the weekend: Ings or Fernandez? Oh, I mean, Fernandez was a shinner, mate. Fernandez's was a shinner, so I'll go with Ings, man. Definitely, like mm. that was proper connection. That was I'm actually written down on my notes that Bruno Fernandez was the uh, cold of the weekend for me. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was with his left. It was with his weaker foot, but I mean, the, the Ings goal for me, fucking hell. And I mean, I, I, it obviously broke your heart, Connor, but mm. that Neto goal was. That was filthy, wasn't it? I mean, what? In fact, would you say that was poor defending or just unbelievable ability? I'm glad you asked me that because that's what I think about a lot of time when um, these results go against your club. I think it's a good way to think about things because it's easy to go, "Oh, woe is me! My club is shit. This is just typical ex club that you support." But in this example, I think Neto was quite lucky in how uh, I think it's Carl Walker Peters sort of slipped back and was maybe one second out of chasing him. And that allowed Neto to just do this incredible shot that happened to defy physics and sort of curve round the post. It's incredible. It, it's, it's, it's not luck, though. It, it's skill. Mm. So Neto is a highly skilled player and he's scored a, a goal that he's really, really capable of. But we're also unlucky that he got in that position. So it's, uh, it's a bit, I'm very balanced a bit. I wasn't upset that it went in because it's a class goal to watch. And if you love the game, then you can appreciate all goals. So for me, a bit of both. What about you, chaps? This this guy, you can tell he's starting his podcast, can't you? That was yeah, very mate, measured. That, was, that well was very measured. Shut your eyes. That was match of the day quality. Uh, yeah, mate, it was. It was, mate, <laughs> fucking anyone. <laughs> anyone a share that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a goal. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I, I thought that was, I thought that was a love. I think that's a lovely place to, to yeah. move on from. That very, very nicely said. Unless you want to say something, Baker, go on. Uh, I, I do want to say something, but it's not related to this game. Is that you will not be buying me a beer? Oh, oh right. Oh. I, I assumed. I assumed your face when Connor was saying something might have been been <laughs> something to do with that. So, and all the <laughs> listeners, I put on the the run order this <laughs> this week. If uh, by the time we stop recording. Newcastle haven't conceded a goal, and that was the, the game started 35 minutes ago. I was yeah. going to buy Baker a pint next time we're in the pub, and as you can hear, that's not going to happen yet. So, no, gonna... no, it's not. anyway, right, I'm going to crack through these next couple of games because I mean, I don't really want to talk about the next game, and mm. the game after that was is what it is, right? Uh, West Brom versus Manchester United 1 1. Um, I thought we didn't deserve anything more than 1-1. The the performance wasn't good enough. Um, like we just heard there, Connor say, uh, lovely, lovely strike from Bruno with his left foot, obviously a shinner of a volley. But I thought at half-time, when you get that with about a minute to go before half-time, you think the, the lads are going to come out and actually put a performance in. And second half, they looked lacklustre. Didn't look like they deserved it. I mean, I've put it, the only one positive thing was Luke Shaw again getting an assist. And I know you'll love that, Connor. Uh, I mean, he's had he's had a real resurgence this season, but that's that's the, the positive things I can say about the game, to be honest, because Big Sam's lads, they they bullied us. They they did a number on us and you know that I thought I, they I could have snatched it, to be honest. Yeah, I so agree. Was that one, I agree. The one chance where I don't know who it was, but they it was were basically Dina, like, I think, wasn't it? 
Huh? It was it was Dinya, the striker. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, it maybe. Was... But like when he was like one on one with with De Gea, basically. Yeah. And it, it, all it would have taken was De Gea to miss it, and he would have headed it over him. Yeah. But uh, I really felt they could have snatched something here. Got to say, mm. it's quite funny. Um, quite after the games, Harry Maguire, when he was interviewed, said, "You're not going to come here and create ten chances against West Brom." But every team between November the eighth and February the second has created ten chances <laughs> against West Brom. Whoever, <laughs> <laughs> uh, whichever, whatever statistician re- re- like saw that, hats off to you. Love man, it. <laughs> um, I mean, the only one thing I had, well, two things I had to complain about. One was I. I'm obviously biased, so if anyone's seen it, if anyone wants to look at the the Instagram, uh, what's his name? Uh, I thought Dinya was fouling Lindelof as he headed the ball in. He's got his hand across his face. But I've read on Sky Sports News before, uh, Mike Dean, ex-referee on the on the ref watch, he thinks it was legit. So I, I was maybe got my red spectacles on and just thought that, you know, it was it was a foul. I think it was probably shit centre back play from Lindelof, as as the majority of the time it is. Um, also, brilliant, brilliant save from Sam Johnson. And if you saw the game at right at the end from Harry Maguire's header, that was I mean that's that saved them. I mean we we scraped a win against them at Old Trafford last what about November time last year. So uh, yeah, fair play to them. I mean and. I didn't really want to talk about it because we've talked about it a few times in the past couple of weeks, but more disgraceful racial abuse for really? Anthony Marshall again on Twitter. Oh, shit, I hadn't and, heard about Oh, this. I don't know if it's Twitter and Instagram, but yeah, just a fucking disgrace. Doesn't matter what is performed, like I said, doesn't matter. Fucking disgraceful. And and again, I haven't looked into it. It might have been our own fans. It might have been opposition fans. I believe it was our it was our own fans again. So it's, go it's, on, Baker. It's, it's almost at, at this point, it's almost you sort of stuck between a rock and a hard place because if you're a player who is if you're Anthony Martial and you're before every game, you're do you're still you're still doing the kneeling thing, and this is still happening. I'm not saying it was going to get rid of it. But the whole point is sort of you're drawing attention to it. It's almost like a sort of red flag. And yeah. there are teams that are, there are teams that have stopped taking the knee now in the championship. There are a couple of teams because mm-hmm. their player their players have just said, "Well, it's not making a fucking bit of difference, is it?" But well, Zaha, Zaha came out this week, didn't he, and said something about it. Yeah, Zaha, he said it's humiliating having to do it because he doesn't mind doing it or wearing the Black Lives Matter patch on the shirt or whatever. But if nothing's going to change, then it's humiliating. If anything, it's got worse since they started doing that. Yeah, yeah. because because they because those little there's a little racist feel threatened by oh they'd kneel for two seconds oh no mm. but it's it's such a horrible situation to be in now because I mean I, th- I personally I think it has to come down more on the companies themselves to do something about this because it cannot be that hard to run run some kind of algorithm to pick up words or, em- well, or certain emojis and just fucking cut fucking cut them out and if they cared enough I'm sure they could do it in a day mate there, there was an article that came out. I know we're going well off topic here. Everyone has to register when they when they register for social media. They have to put their ID in. They have to put their driving license. They have to put their passport in. That stops. Every, no one. No one's. No one's racially abusing a player when when that company has your details. Are they? And that's the end of it. Very 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 quickly. Tamori, you know the Chelsea centre back. He actually yeah. came out today and said 
what's the point in even having social media as a black player? Because you're yeah. just going to get shit. And that's kind of sad, isn't it, when you think yeah. about it in the grand scheme of things, that players are just not wanting to interact with fans and, and people. So, yeah. Well, there was an interview with Rashford this week on Sky, and he's saying that he only he doesn't use it for anything other than his his campaigning. And that's all he uses it for. Because he basically just thinks, as you say, what's the point? Mm. What, what do you get from it? And that's terrible because... Yeah you shouldn't have to think like that to use a service that everyone else can do. And you're right, Dan, if you, if they, if people had to register their IDs, they could also couldn't make 17 accounts. Exactly. Exactly. What, I mean, even, even if you do get banned at this, at this stage, what does that stop you from going off and making another one or another one or another one? Yeah. It's, um, it's something that I heard in your last episode, chaps, just listening to it before, but I can't remember who said it, but it's maybe it's worse this season because people can't go to the pubs or yeah. to the games in and there, chat. Yeah. They're all behind this computer platform now, venting mm. all this anger. Um, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not saying it's a healthy way to vent, is to be racist, but maybe this is why, maybe it's always been there. And then it's just because it's in front of a screen now that it's been more prevalent. Because I don't, I'd, I'd hate to think that more racism has occurred out of this from nothing. It's just a, horrible thing to think about it is a horrible thought isn't it man it really is anyway we've gone on a very downbeat one there so we'll 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 move on arsenal versus leeds very quick one james i want your input on this mate considering it's uh it 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 was your arch rivals four two to to arsenal hat trick for abamyang uh i mean is it, I mean, I know they've been developing the past couple of uh, past couple of games, maybe five games. Arsenal, they haven't been amazing, but they've been, you know, developing. What did you think? What do you think of the game? You see any of it, or what do you think, Jimbo? Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Saw the highlights for this. Uh, it's a bit of a weird one. They, they lost the two games before this. Arsenal. Oh, it was two. I, I thought think, it was one. Yeah, go on. Yeah, I think when you play Leeds, there's always an opportunity to score a lot of goals if you've got decent attackers because they attack so much and that's all they do and you open them up. Like It's like when Spurs played them. Yeah. Um, but I mean, past that, I, one thing I don't, can't see in the notes here is um, I thought Bamford had a really good shout for a no, penalty. Oh, maybe um, I missed that. Uh, maybe. Um, Go on. 3-2 or 4-2, I mm. think. Um, it would have been, if they'd been given, it would have been Leeds third goal and it would have put him yeah, right back in the mix right of it. Yeah. but he um, yeah he got boxed out by like two two Arsenal defenders is it Cedric yeah and... and Cedric got in his face afterwards as well did he yeah 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 I just thought like that's fucking shit because I like obviously it went in at was it 3-0 or 4-0 at half time 3-0 at half time yeah. and then Leeds bag two and I'm like that's a fucking penalty it's back on come on yeah. boys yeah. <laughs> boys I'll hold my hands up to this one. I watched the first half wholeheartedly, eyes on the game. And as soon as I thought it was 3-0, I said to Will, oh, fancy a game of Warzone? Yeah, yeah, let's have a game of Warzone. <laughs> so I had one headphone in of Warzone and one headphone in of, uh, of the Arsenal-Leeds game. Sort of was, wasn't really concentrating on it. And I looked around, I was like, oh, bloody hell, 4-1. Yeah, probably still, oh, 4-2. So I obviously missed the Bamford effort. But... What I was yeah. going to say is Rafinha in that first half for Leeds, for me, he absolutely controlled that game for that first 25 minutes. And I know a game isn't played in 25 minutes, but he looked he looked really, really good. I know the commentators have mentioned the last couple of games, he's looked really good. So I don't know if, 
I, I don't know where I'm going with that, if I'm honest, boys. He's, but... he's, he's another <laughs> steal. Mm. Uh, and how and how Leeds managed to get him apparently without any competition because he looks like an absolutely naughty player. Yeah. Mm. Where did he come he, from then? He came from uh, was it Wren. Oh, was it Wren? I think it was Wren. It was Wren or Lille. This season, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, they're playing Wren there from France. What do they do? <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Do we have anything else we want to say about that? I, I love a lovely no. assist from from Emil Smith Rowe as well for for Aubameyang's hat trick. Actually, that was a, lo- a lovely cross. I must admit, Connor. Yeah, I mean, you could say Arsenal uh, regalvanised getting Aubameyang back now. It's a completely different squad to what they were four games ago, at least. Mm, um, definitely. <clears throat> was it his first game back? I think he's. It was his first. It was. I think it was his second game back. This was, and if he, right, I, okay. I think it was his first starting though, wasn't it? A baker. You want to confirm that? I don't know, but I'm pretty sure it was his his first game starting back. Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. Well, I mean, c- confirmed or not, though, if it's your second game back after time out and you're getting a hat trick, yeah. and he's, he's he's had a lot. He's also had some um, personal issues as well involving mm. involving his mother recently. So, yeah. He's had a bit of a tough time. God, I'm 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 all happy news. Yeah, you're you're a real bag of laughs. You are today, mate. I'm always a bag of laughs. <laughs> the realist, mate. <laughs> yeah, you're you know realizing that footballers, like we said a couple of weeks ago, they're still humans, not robots, right? <laughs> um, on to the last game of the weekend. Uh, Everton versus Fulham. I'll be honest, hold my hands up. Didn't watch it. I only watched uh, the highlights before. Um I'm kind of gutted that I didn't really, because from what I'd seen in the highlights, I saw an extended highlights package. Fulham looked really, really good. 2-0 to Fulham it was. And Josh Madger, is that you say? Yeah, uh, I think so. Yeah, I, think, I, think yeah. I think that's how he says it. So yeah. Uh <laughs> great brace on his on his Premier League debut. And yeah, I I mean, I th- I thought Scotty Parker's got on playing, hasn't he, again? See, uh, the Fulham had won at Goodison um, since like 1960 something, and not even like got a draw. They've lost wow. every single game. Fuck, really? It's like, it's like something like 52 <laughs> games in a row or something like that. Jesus. Oh. So Baker's, Baker's saying, staying suspiciously quiet. Either you've conceded <laughs> another goal, or you've seen my second or my third question down, which is. Can can Fulham survive? Like the seven points from Newcastle and eight points from Burnley and Brighton. So, I mean, I, mean, I think it's, it's both, both it Daniel. Both. <laughs> oh, is it both? Is it both, <laughs> sir? Go on. Let's... To be fair, I'm also I'm also watching like Bayern Munich currently getting battered at home by Armenia Bielefeld. Le- Lewandowski just scored a really good goal, and I was trying to look for a link to show you lot. And in the time it took to find that link, they conceded again. Oh wow. This guy, honestly, this guy and his German football, Connor, honestly, man, um, he loves it. He <laughs> plugs, no plugs himself into the Bundesliga. <laughs> Absolutely. Bundesliga. I like that. I like that. I can't, um, I, just, I can't stand it. Fulham now look really, really good. Yeah. And mm. we are, we're just flailing like we always do. And now 10, point, 10 points looks great. Seven points doesn't look that good. Mm. Is, is, is your arsehole going? Yeah. As soon as the season starts, my arsehole's on full blast. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> it's just, oh, I love it. I mean, we we just don't look well, we're two 0 down first half against Chelsea. I mean, we got we got West Ham coming up and they're flying. It's yeah, not, well, I've just 
the, ne- also, the next game coming up is West Ham uh, versus Sheffield United, and they've beat them three 0 mate. So that is not yeah. good news for you, is it? Also, Wilson's out for six to eight weeks. Oh, has that been confirmed now? I'd seen that he was out because you've got Gale up front, haven't you? But six to eight weeks, Jesus. Man, how's your boy? Is... How's your boy Dummett doing? Um, yeah. My boy Dummett, he's currently on the bench. I mean, I don't know why. We clearly need him. Well, I was just going to say, mate, I, I, you've already got uh, what's um, Manquelo and who's the other one that there was. Uh... So we got Emil, Emil Crafts playing right back. Oh, Lewis who the fuck's he? Yeah, don't, don't ask. But I mean, clearly we're just we don't we want to go easy on Chelsea, so we're benching Dummett for a bit. We'll bring yeah, him yeah, obviously, yeah. mate. Obviously, I I give understand. him a chance, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Got- you don't you don't want you don't want to do him too much. Um, right. So, like I just said, Sheffield United got beaten three 0 by uh, by West Ham. That has now moved them to fourth. I'm just checking. No, sorry, fifth. If they, if they currently stay, uh, the game currently stays two 0 to Chelsea yeah. on the same points with Chelsea. What two sorry, two points ahead of Liverpool, West Ham this season. I know we had Cox on a few Moise. weeks ago. Moise, isn't it? <laughs> like Jesus, the guy. I, I I'm waiting for them to drop off. I yeah, am waiting. It's I'm they waiting. Can't keep going, mate. They've got to drop off soon. They've oh, they got the squad depth, mate. They've squad depth. No, they, true. They've got the money but, to get squad, but they ain't got the depth. But at the same time, like we said, we think Leicester would drop off because of Europe. I feel like West Ham don't have them kind of commitments, do they? Like, yeah, they're out of both for cups. You can't put West Ham and Leicester in the same pot, though, mate. I mean, Leicester won the <laughs> league two years ago. For, what, four years ago, wasn't it? But yeah, then, four, they, yeah, they, yeah. They've always been on the cusp of top six, at least. But West Ham, were, last season, they were relegation candidates. Yeah, yeah. They were, I feel like they finished, was it 15th or 16th last season, I think? So. Yeah, you know, pretty much the same squad. He's got um absolute goldmine in Antonio. You know, how do you unlock his hidden potential? How do you know he's got hidden potential? He's like 30. Correct me (laughs) if I'm wrong, I don't know. But like... No, he is. I think he's 30, mate. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. How does that happen? (laughs) Rest Ham's resurgence of seasons. Unbelievable. I don't think it will carry on. I just don't think they've got it in them. Mate, it's some voodoo magic, man. There's some like Congolese witch doctor somewhere that they've like (laughs) paid off. We have some extra time coming up. Uh, I had a couple of little funny bits. One of them was, uh, I don't know if you've heard this, boys, uh, Micah Richards, uh, love love commentator of like 2020 and 2021 at the moment. He's just like getting all the love, isn't he? I've, I've mentioned to James and Baker off air that I'll be honest, I'm getting a little sick of the constant like, weekend midweek weekend midweek and i love football baker is absolutely not getting sick of that in fact he probably wants more because he fucking loves football no matter what but this little funny thing which was on uh some radio five live i don't know if you, any of you boys have heard it but i'm gonna play it down the microphone and uh fucking professional the outfit this received uh, on sunday night evening mate i don't know if you're working or not um just quick one. What we're we doing tomorrow? Because I'm all footballed out, mate. I don't want to watch this last game. And if we're not doing it tomorrow, I'm going to bin it off and watch the Vikings. Honestly. Um, let me know. 
unless there's anything specific you need from me to <laughs> Firstly, what were you eating? And couldn't you have finished eating it before? Right. That's that's love all it, you needed to that's all you, and that that is the epitome. That's how I felt about two or three weeks ago when I messaged Jimbo and I said I'm just sick of it. I want to play Warzone. I don't want to watch. I don't want to watch midweek games and then yeah. weekend Baker. Go on, mate. Yeah, this week, this week's is different because it's the Champions League. True. No, mate. I agree. I fully, wholeheartedly agree. European football back. I'm happy now. But maybe I don't know. Maybe I'm just being a dickhead. But Connor, what do you think, mate? Has it been a bit relentless for you, or you just well, not been keeping up too much? Are you loving it? I'm loving it. It makes it more manageable. You don't have to now pick a game out of five at the same time on the Saturday or the Sunday. Yeah. You spread them out across the week now. Yeah, True. Time. True. No, that's a good point. That's also, a good point. I'd like to make the note that, Daniel, you're a 30-year-old man and you can play Warzone if you want to play Warzone. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't they? I can't do it. I'm, I'm, I'm a 30-year-old man-child, really. That's what it is. Have you actually turned 30 now? No, 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 still no. 29. He's, he's basically, basically 30. If any of you haven't seen this, you really need to get on it. Roy Keane has joined Instagram. He's been baited oh. out eventually by Micah Richards to join Instagram. And his first two posts... Gold, are- mate. Absolute gold. First one, him and his dog, a man's best friend. And the one on Valentine's Day, I don't know who it is, but someone's got him throttled around the throat and it just says something like, you've always got to show love. And, and you know, it... I'm I'm looking forward to this. is This is probably going to be the highlight of 2021 for me at this point. Like, I'm just really, really looking forward to to seeing what other gold we can get from Roy Keane. He's got a million followers already. <laughs> million followers, mate. He literally started on about fucking Saturday or Friday night. Like, people just love Keane. What can you? He's not yeah. following a single person either. Not following a single. <laughs> yeah, person. yeah I know. Well, will he? Right. <laughs> <laughs> well. On that point, uh, people should definitely subscribe to the Away End uh, podcast, uh, Twitter, Instagram, any of them. But as we suggested at the start, we will leave 30 seconds to a minute for Connor to plug. Like we said, uh, he's got a new podcast coming out, came out today, episode one. Go ahead, Uh, bud. That's right. Yeah. So um, I'm part of a new podcast called Bring It to the Table, which is a podcast about anything weird and wonderful in the world. There's me and two other hosts, uh, Stephen and George, their names are, and we each bring to the table a different topic, whether it be music, TV show, can of cola that you had 10 years ago that was mint, it could be anything. (laughs) And we just chat about it and try and get each other into it. And it's a really good sort of topic, uh, sorry, really good podcast if you want to sort of learn something new, try and get inspired by other people's perspectives and we're all quite chill. It's very similar to this sort of uh, environment here with your podcast. So, yeah, if you'd like to follow us on Instagram or Twitter, our handle is at BitPod. That's B-I-T-T-P-O-D. And we're also on Spotify with our first episode launching today on the 15th of February. Very nice, mate. Well nice, said. Nice, brother. That was, I... that was very well, well promoted as well. I'm loving that, man. I'm loving oh, thank that. Thank you. I'm subscribed, but I haven't listened, so I can't. I can't see if it's any good. But I am subscribed. So. <laughs> it's all the matter, well, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be honest. I listened to the first ten minutes of it before we came on. Very impressed already, dude. Very impressed. You've been listening to the Away End. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the Away End Pod. 
And if you've enjoyed the episode, drop us a few quid and check the link in the episode description. Just tell your mates about this pop because that's the only way we're actually going to get anywhere with this. So please, please do, guys. Thanks very much. Have a good one.